sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing... Head of the Class versus AP Bio. App Bio. App Bio. Um, yeah. You can find Head of the Class, the pilot episode, online uh, if you look. I don't know that you would call it streaming. I don't well, know. It's, maybe it's pulsing? Still, it's still... It's still streaming, even though it's not from... It doesn't seem like there's a legitimate way to find it online, but you can find it online at, I think, Daily Motion. it was, or was that yeah, what it was called? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a torrent. We didn't, you know, it wasn't illegal. It was just... Well, it's still illegal. It's well, yeah, it's probably too. illegal, it's, but... <laughs> but I don't think the copyright holders ahead of the class are losing a lot by letting that sit there. I don't know why it's not on Netflix or Hulu, or maybe Netflix and Hulu just don't want to have it clogging up their servers. Yeah, that would be my guess uh, for something nobody's going to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we, we were off last week because of me. Sorry. got Had a busy weekend. We were going to do this last week. Uh, but Pat did have the bright idea two minutes before we went on air to switch, uh, switch the what we were doing from head of the class versus community to head of the pl- class versus AP bio, which is a much better fit. Um, although, you know, we can talk about that first episode of community too. We can save that for another, another episode. Don't yeah, waste that's it. True. <laughs> uh, all right. Here, here's my idea. Um, I, well, I think both of us, but me, I know on my end, I've been bad at, uh, and coming up with ideas for this. Nobody's emailing us ideas. Fuckheads. Uh, so, all right, I'm going to say, I'll say this on air. And it doesn't have to be this one, but this is what I'm thinking. I say we do The Wire or Buffy or something like that and just go through it. Do like two episodes a week. We can even just do like the first episode, but that'll give us time to come up with... Uh, other ideas and it'll take the pressure off us for you know we'll know what we're doing every week for a while what do you think so we'll do like the first season of the wire versus well that won't match up but something like that oh i wasn't even thinking versus i think we i was thinking we just do one show at a time (laughs) but that that we can't do that because it's the whole basis of our show we could okay we could do the wire how about this we do the wire so i've well i've already watched most of the first season but anyway we do the wire and we each week we compare it to something else, so we still have work to do to figure out what to compare it to. But at least we have half of it done. Oh, yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. Okay, yeah, that makes it easy. I mean, we could also do it versus. Well, I don't know. Uh, I was gonna say Homicide, but I don't think that's streaming anywhere. I own the DVDs, but it's probably hard to find other unless you own it. Um, or even uh, Hill Street Blues or something, but. Again, again, hard to find. Yeah, Surprisingly, because that's like a, a critically acclaimed show that people would probably like if it was on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. Yeah, it was a prestige show, and yeah, maybe it. No, I don't think it is on anything. Although I haven't really looked, but you'd think it would pop up. It's weird that I mean we talk about a lot of older shows that aren't on. It's I don't know if it's expense or like I said server space, but it's just weird that there's not like more of a. Like watch all these shows from the seventies. It's not really available. I, I mean, I guess it's just people don't want it, but it, it seems like they would because things are on reruns all the time and people watch it. Maybe it's expense. Yeah, it might be expense. I know, like WKRP is not streaming anywhere. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I understand the music rights on that one, but they did yeah, release them with, yeah. without the music. Yeah, they ripped all that out. Yeah. And <clears throat> excuse me, and they were showing that for a while on on. Um, in reruns, at least, like on TV, WKRP with, with, you know, the music taken out. So, yeah, you'd think, I don't know, who the hell knows? We're old, man. People don't want to watch that shit. They should, it's good. On the other hey, hand, rhyme. they do have, uh, like, stuff like the Twilight Zone and stuff streaming, so it's not, it can't just be a matter of how old something is. Yeah, I, I guess know. something like the Twilight Zone is more timeless than something like Hill Street Blues, that might be part of it. Yeah, I guess so, but, you know, they show a lot of those, 
Yeah, never mind. Those are kids. I was going to say a lot of those Nickelodeon shows are streaming, but that's for kids anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, anyway, Head of the Class is not streaming, but, you know, go watch that first episode on uh, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, yeah, if you like if you like to. You know, if you want to hear what we're, know what we're talking about, which you really don't need to watch it for that. There's not a lot going on. I loved the show as a kid. I want to make that clear. And I don't remember it as well as I thought, because in my uh, imagination about the show, he was a longtime teacher. I guess he kind of turns into a longtime teacher. Maybe by the time I start watching it, everything else about the show, I remember it exactly. Like even, even down to where people were sitting. Jesus. You really did like the show. No, I, I I watched it every week. It was was like perfect, perfect age for it. Cause it was like 88 when I came out, 87, 86. Yeah. And so it was, you know, most, most things are when you're younger than the target, it's like, Oh, that's what's going to high school is going to be like. So you enjoy it. Yeah. I was 16. So it didn't really work for me. It was like <laughs> filler, but, uh, it did run for five years. So they must've hit a uh, syndication on it. Yeah. That's weird, man. Yeah. I never saw it in syndication now. No, me either. I only saw it when it was on and even then not that much. Uh, but one thing, I mean, the main thing we should talk about before we even get into what it's about is uh, Howard Hessman's rat tail he had going on. <laughs> I That was a poor 80s fashion choice for anybody who did it, but especially yes. for, for the great Johnny Fever. Yeah, and I think that's part of why I watched the show at the time, because I loved WKRP in Cincinnati, and I was like, ooh, Johnny Fever. But I'm looking at the seasons now, and I definitely only watched it for one and maybe two seasons. Because oh. I don't. Remember, there's. There, it looks like by the third season. I know we're just talking about the pilot, but by the third season, they had this whole deal where they went to Russia, and I don't remember that at all. I know. I was. I just saw that too. Mission to Moscow. I don't know what that's about either. Um, although, although I did. When I did do Billy Connolly come on? That's the last season. I do remember watching Billy Connolly come on. Say, so maybe I, I just. That's yeah. I probably just put it on to see. Oh, what's what's happening here? <laughs> Anyway, head of the class um, is about this uh, honors. Oh, wait, what is it? Individualized honors program uh, at some New York school. So it's all a bunch of uh, brainiacs. And Howard Hessman comes in as their substitute teacher. Although, I mean, they just basically seem to be a study group. Not really. Just they need somebody there to watch over them so they don't. I don't know. Have sex. I guess. Um, well, I think it's like that's the, that class. He teaches everything. Yeah, it's it's like the academic decathlon, basically, um, which I don't think that's what they called it, but uh, they did have you know some kind of. Meet oh, that was the, with the extracurricular activity. Yeah. Yeah. With Irvin, or what was it? Not Irvin. What was his name? The the yeah, Arvid. Arvid. Oh yeah, Arvid, the nerd, the uh, prototypical nerd. Yeah, and I was reading his Wikipedia, and at the time, well, obviously not now, but his agent told him to lie about his age because he he was young looking and he could get young young roles. So I think he said he was like four years, or no, six years younger than he actually was. Oh yeah, he, I mean, he was a founding men, member of Devo, so there you go. I didn't know that. It's not true. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Do you, does anybody need a refresher on head of the class? That it, you know, I'll say this: it wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't good, but it's no. not as terrible as I th- was cringing at at the prospect no, of watching it. Um, it wasn't especially funny, but I don't think pilots usually are. It's usually they're just building stuff up. Maybe later episodes are funnier, but yeah, it wasn't awful. Yeah, it was basically perfect for a sixth grader. Yeah, and not for a eleventh uh, grader. Um. Nevertheless, uh, wait, 11, I don't know, 86, I guess I was in 10th grade, I don't know, man, who can, who can keep track? I was 16, that's all I know, whatever age that is, when you're in school, I don't know, maybe some of you were, uh, in college when you were 16. From this show, some of them were doctors. Oh, yeah, yeah. The they, little girl was only 13. They were the she was the the most annoying aspect of this pilot. Um, but, you know, kids always kind of are. They, 
they tend to overact, especially on like these live, like with a live studio audience. If they had a live studio audience and it wasn't just a laugh track, I have no idea. Um, no, it's interesting. Robin Gibbons was in the show, and I think this was before she was more famous for marrying Mike Tyson. It was probably a couple years before that. But yeah, I did, I did not know. But if you read an article, or not article, but if well, this is just more things about how people are awful on the internet. But I, I was reading an article or a, a link to an article on Facebook about Mike Tyson and the comments in it were talking about Mike Tyson, how great a boxer he was until a lot of the commenters were saying until he was ruined by that bad word, Robin Givens, which is just so weird. Yeah. She, she ruined him. He, he did great things for her though. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, she, she ruined Mike Tyson. Um, yeah, Robin Givens, I think this was like her first major thing. I don't know of her before this. Uh, she barely did and, anything in this pilot. And she did not lie about her age, unlike Arvid. Oh, see, Arvid. But she was she was still 22. Well, yeah, they're not going to get actual high school. They except should. for that, that young girl who was, you know, the Doogie Hauser of the group. Um, but yeah, so they're your basic nerds. Well, they're your basic high school stereotypes, really. Mm. Um, you got the fat guy, like that's his thing. He's fat in this episode, anyway. That's his only thing. The fat guy, played by Dan Schneider, who went on to, along with the cool guy, be a like super duper producer for Nickelodeon stuff. And there's all kinds of whispered rumors about him being the next in line on the Me Too train because apparently he abuses his actors. But there's never been any anybody actually come out and say it's just uh, blind blind items. Oh, really? No shit. I yeah, if, like if all those super popular Nickelodeon stuff that happened over the 90s were almost certainly produced by him right. and the, the other dude from, from Head of the Class, which but is really funny. T- together or separately? they Together. Oh, together. okay. And uh, also, at the time I was watching this, he was more famous for being uh, from uh, Better Off Dead. Oh, yeah, of course. Um. Yeah, yeah. So there's him. There's Arvid, who is, like I said, the prototypical nerd. Um, there's Robin Givens. Don't really know her deal on this. Um, I'm guessing rich, rich girl. I don't know. She didn't have. There was no character development for her on this episode. No, what her like? There was the one that was a, um, a poet, and then yeah, everybody seemed to have a thing except for Robin Givens. Yeah, yeah, Simone. She was the poet, and then. You had the kind of young Republican dude, mm-hmm. and yeah, the the cool guy, or you know the the '80s sitcom idea of a cool guy, which was basically the, the 50s. same idea. Yeah, that they've had since the '50s. He wore a leather jacket. That was that was about, and had a like a Bronx accent. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then the uh, the other chick. I don't know what her deal was. She was more. She was kind of like the. The Ali Sheedy of the group from The Breakfast Club, but not really, because she wasn't psychotic. Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah. So the actress who played Simone was only 18. Oh. Yeah, I saw, and then she went on to do an episode of Law & Order, and that's all I know about her. Oh, is the, you remember it? Yeah, only because I've seen it in reruns 500 times. Was she the murderer or the murderess? She, well, both. <laughs> if you must know. I like that on our Wikipedia page, one of the facts about her is she dated comedian Doug Stanhope. And I like to imagine she goes into her Wikipedia and deletes that all the time, but Doug Stanhope always puts it back. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was... Yeah, I don't get that guy. Um, I don't I, I don't know anything about him. I just, It's just a funny sentence to have. That's it. Like, yeah, that's part of your... Ugh, can you imagine if you had, like, who you dated? Like, if you had a Wikipedia page and it was... It's, I don't know. That's weird. Um, but you know, titillating. Uh, and and so what? What the fuck was this episode about? Oh yeah, so they're studying for this. Let's just call it the academic decathlon. Um, and their principal was that guy the principal? I guess he was. Yes. Right? Yeah. And another funny thing about that guy is, I, I mean, even looking at him now, he looks like he's a million years old, and I think he was only forty. Yeah, I, man, I was watching, I can't even remember what, but I think it might have been Mary Tyler Moore show or something. Um, yeah, Ed Asner. <laughs> yeah, well, just shit from the 70s in general, um, and 
even some movies and stuff where they're like introduce somebody and like this guy's 45 you're like oh shit they look like they're 70 um we've we've aged better our generation i guess anyway i mean that's what happens when you i guess when you you know have three bottles of scotch at lunch and shit those were the days um yeah anyway so the the principal wants them to have another after school study group on Friday, which is weird. No, I, this wasn't a study group. This was the actual class. The The after-school study group was for the academic decathlon because he's the coach of the decathlon right. team. And these these kids who are in this class are all on that team. And he wanted them to give up all their other social activities so they could beat Bronx Tech or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but, <laughs> but then Arvid decides he wants to go to the dance. Even though he's the, the star of the academic decathlon team. Yeah. Because he's the math guy, right? No, he's the what is he? I think he's everything. Yeah. Oh, that that's right. Yeah, he's he's like the Renaissance man of the team. Right. Um. Yeah, and, and the the cool guy, he was good at figuring out what movies things were, because that's always important for for your uh, academic decathlon. Wait, what are you talking about? Wasn't there a scene where he they like named movies and he was like, "That's that's this movie," or am I making that up? I I don't know. That when they were going like the the they were testing everyone in, in the the class for what they were good at and Simone was like good at poets and and the the little girl was good at math and then the cool guy was his answers were like the pop culture stuff oh maybe it was music it was just really yeah he was it didn't fit no they just had to have a cool guy in there to balance it out <laughs> um yeah Arvid wants to go to the dance and he asks some girl to the dance and she says yes so. He's like, fuck your academic decathlon. And this is Howard Essman's been the substitute teacher for about 15 minutes at this yeah. point where he's he's changing their lives with yeah. his tips and tricks. Oh, yeah, he's he's dropping little nuggets of wisdom all over him. And don't forget, the, the, the class starts where he decides he wants to teach this class of know-it-alls. And the one thing they didn't know is the fact that Fidel Castro played baseball. Yeah. And that was the... The mind-bending thing they decided to make it so he changed their lives by looking at things differently. Yeah. Where really he just had this little piece of trivia that didn't mean anything. Yeah, it, it really didn't. It was very stupid. And they, he kept teasing it throughout the show. And I was like, just fucking get on with it. Tell them, tell them the baseball thing. Um, that changed nothing. Yeah, his whole, you know, he was a, it was a dead poet society type thing. Not quite that level, but you know, where he's like. Uh, yeah, history's not just facts you read in books, blah, 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 um, when in fact it was. I mean, that baseball thing was not going to be on their test. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't I don't even know why they were talking about Cuba in the first place. That was, I guess it was a subject of study for them. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the premise of the show. Anyway, the, uh, the girl gets back that says yes to go to the dance with Arvid, gets back together with her boyfriend at the last minute. But Arvid still decides to go to the dance. And the crowd cheers. Oh, they did cheer. Oh, God, that cheering. That's the worst. <laughs> there was a couple cheers in this episode. Um, so I don't know why Howard Hessman left this show. I think he just didn't want to do it anymore. I guess that's probably all it is. Yeah, I would imagine. He was like, this is kind of a piece of shit. Well, he did it for four years, so it couldn't have been that much of a piece of shit. Well, he, <laughs> because, like, got, out, got himself out of debt. <laughs> yeah, that WKRP debt. Oh yeah, that'll haunt you. You remember the, uh, you remember the sequel, the WKRP. I liked it. I don't even remember it, but it didn't have everybody, right? Like no, it had it. It would have them in guest spots, but it didn't have everybody. I think Lonnie Anderson wasn't it. Am I right about that? I, I don't know. I I think I know Bailey was in it. Oh, was she? I didn't know that. No, maybe I'm wrong. Hey, you know what? Who cares? I don't I think, even remember what it was called. Travis was in it for sure, right? I don't. I um, the new the, the name was not good. I just found the name and the name was not good. What was it? The new WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, and does it? Okay, so does it tell you who was on it? Gordon Jump, so the the boss, Richard Sanders, who was the uh, Les Nessman. Yeah, I remember Les Nessman and, and uh, Frank Bonner, Herb Tarlack was on it, um, and then I think the rest. Yeah, those are the only original cast were those three. Oh. Oh, man. That's too bad. But I liked it. It was just, Tony Katane was in it, too. Ugh. This, I, oh, that was a couple years after 
after head of class. Yeah, I don't know why they thought that would be a good idea. Um, I don't remember it well enough to... I mean, it was no original WKRP for sure. No, but they, they would have guest stars of the original cast. But I do remember... Uh, oh, wait, what? Sorry. We were talking about Billy Connolly. Um, a long who, time ago, yes. Yes, who was like one of those people where I was like, I don't get it. Like, people love this guy, but I don't see it. Um, I was thinking maybe his stand-up's really good. It, but it wasn't, because I remember seeing him on like uh, okay Carson or whatever was around at that time. Um, and just going, huh. Uh, but he there was a short-lived spinoff titled Billy. After the series ended. Yeah, I never saw that. I just read it, and I'm kind of baffled by it. Uh, what, what is it? Sorry, I'm trying to read this. Uh, oh, he moves to Berkeley, um, where he marries Mary Springer, who I assume is the blonde woman who had, like, ten seconds of airtime in this uh, oh, the, pilot. Oh, the secretary? Yeah. Um, oh, no, that's not it. He's... It's somebody else. He marries somebody so he can get his green card. All right, I'm already done with this Billy horseshit. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, like I said, not not completely terrible, but you also know what you're going into watching an 80s sitcom. So. Yeah, but it's definitely a... It's not the worst of the 80s sitcoms, but no. it's, it's de- definitely a piece of the 80s all throughout it. All kinds of little bits here and there and then and definitely the like the uh uh i don't know the start of the portrayal of nerd culture in pop culture yes that's true this and like revenge of the nerds the movie this mm-hmm. is less rapey yeah much but i i mean more along the lines of what they're into like the guys into the like computers more than other high school shows at the time would be even though yeah. they were getting pretty big at the time yeah, I guess so. I know. I remember there was like a computer class in high school, and I was like, "What the fuck?" That, that like started literally when I was in high school. They started having a computer class. Um, uh, I had a. I think I got a computer in like '86, around this time. The Commodore 64 was was more of a toy, but it was still fun. Yeah, we had a Commodore 64. You could, you know, play. I don't even remember what the game. I remember uh, now, California Games. It must have been later, like the Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, I don't, I don't think that was ever on the Commodore 64. That yeah, was it had to awesome be later. Game. Was it? Very risque. <laughs> risque. Yeah, that's a one word. Um, yeah, no, that's true. It was it was like nerd culture, which is kind of why they had to have the cool guy in there too, the uh, cool <laughs> Fonzie character. Uh, yeah, well, it it definitely didn't like well in the pilot anyway. It wasn't like the Big Bang Theory where it kind of like made fun of these characters, so that was nice. Yeah, no, it was it was fun a fun look at the the people in this in the school who created this show is I think it was just I don't know their names for it was Michael Elias and Rich Eustace, but I don't know their names from anything else. Nope, me either. You like you go to their uh, Wikipedia links and they're not there. Yeah, it's I don't whatever else they worked on, you know. I'm sure there's like other sitcoms from the era that they wrote oh he wrote for the he wrote the jerk one of the writers wrote the jerk oh no shit with steve martin i assume uh really i didn't think steve martin wrote that oh he didn't i would have i don't oh, know why right. i thought he no he, he was one of the writers steve yeah. martin this guy oh, there's a bunch of people carl gottlieb or oh, three <laughs> carl gottlieb was the other one who i've never heard of either but anyway that's a bunch to me three it's a crowd in fact um, yeah, it's, it's very eighties sitcom, you know, maybe a slight cut above your average show. Um, I mean, ugh. oh, the opening, the, the, <laughs> I forgot about this. So the show has um, like most eighties shows and some shows do now the, the opening credits where they have a theme song and a little, little like. I don't know what you call it. There's a video of, of the character doing something and it has Howard Hessman getting to the school by way of, was he on a skateboard? No, no. He jumped in the back of a truck and he rode in the back of a truck. Yeah. And then he just hopped out in front of the school. Um, no, I don't think he got to the school yet. He hopped out and at a subway and he started going down the subway 
steps and he ran back up because something was going on down there. It was really weird. What? Oh, did he? Did you see? I don't yes. even remember that. And I don't, I don't even get him jumping in the back of a truck. It's just such a weird, weird idea. I guess they're just showing how much of a hippie and counterculture guy he was. Oh, in this episode didn't get really into it, but the, one of the aspects of this character is that he's a substitute teacher because he's also out of work actor, and he he needs a flexible job so he can go and be in his in his plays if he needs to be. Yeah, his terrible plays. I'm sure that came into play later on in the series. I'm sure his students probably had to go watch him in one of these awful things. Had to. They wanted to. They were dying to. I don't know would if Robin say, Gibbons was. Would you say Howard Hessman dead or alive? Oh, shit. Uh, I think Howard Hessman's alive. Very good. 78. Damn. Um, yeah, but he hasn't done anything forever either. Well, he is, like I said, 78. Yeah, I guess that's true. He's okay. been in a couple movies. He was in a movie with Sharon McLean and Jessica Lange called Wild Oats a couple years ago. and So he's he's... He's done stuff in the not so long ago past, but nothing very recent. Shirley MacLaine and Jessica Lange. Wild Oats. Are you just repeating things I say as a question? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. What can you say about... Well, you had fond memories of it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you're the right age and you were alive then... I'm sure it was fine. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't keep watching it now, but it was surprising to me that the show didn't start off with him as the teacher because that's how I remembered, you know. But I guess the next episode, it's pretty quick where he's the full-time teacher. I think I read on Wikipedia like a few episodes after this one, the, the guy he's substituting for shows up and sees the, how good he is and he gives his, his mark of approval and decides to retire. And I forget the guy's name, oh, Roscoe Lee Brown. Who, I don't know him by his Roscoe name. Roscoe P. See, Coltrane? <laughs> nope. But if you see his face, he's one of those guys you see back then. You saw in everything, and he was really awesome. Uh, is this, like, I don't even know if it's available. I didn't check Amazon uh, if it's available to buy or not. And for some reason, my computer's freezing up. Probably because of the porn. The head of the class porn you looked up. Yeah. How was it? It was all animated, so it was terrible. Yeah. Nope. Um, it's not on Amazon. Yeah. So you can't. Yeah, you can't watch this even if you did want to nowadays. Ah, consider yourselves lucky kids. You know they say everything's out there now, but nope, not head of the class. There's a DVD you can buy on Amazon called Head of the Class. And it's not head of the class. It's the subtitle is these sexy schoolgirls are at the top of their class in dot 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 in tits and ass. It says that on Amazon? Buy, yeah, I didn't know you could buy porn on Amazon. Oh, well, you know, they got to... Uh... Oh, whoa. what is awesome is there's this this head of the class DVD, and uh, it's for porn, but the reviews are written for the TV show. Oh, dude, I hope some grandmother buys that. <laughs> no grandmother is that dumb. Aren't they? They're all for the... And Harvard was a much better Seymour than the class of Klee. Give me Heather Class or give me death. These are the titles of the reviews. Retarded. What's the holdup? Oh, people are waiting for it to be released. And they're just writing on this porn one. Oh, update. The series is coming to Antenna TV starting in January 2018. Hope it will be well received there. This is, this is really... It's, it's kind of awesome that there's a subculture that's so obsessed with Heather Class that they're writing reviews on Amazon. Well, nothing surprises me anymore. Uh, oh, you know what else comes up for head of the class? Kamala's gruesome order. Bring me the head of Hulk Hogan. I don't know why. <laughs> well, that's your search history. Um, yeah, I do say bring me the head of Hulk Hogan quite often. Uh, you ever say something like you you got your phone on you? And you, you say something, you talk about like a band or something, and then it shows up on your fucking search or something. That shit's creepy. That's happened to me before. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I think it might be just a coincidence, though, right? Let's hope. I don't know. I've had some specific shit come up. So, um, anyway, who cares? 
let's let's get off this take head of the class. Yeah, take a break. We'll come back with Appio right after this. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. Oh. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. We're back with AP Bio. Uh, Which is basically head of the class in 2018. Yeah. Uh, if if Howard Hessman was, if his character like was not a loving Robin Williams Dead Poet Society type teacher, but... Well, 2018's version of a loving uh, Robin Williams Dead Poet Society character is uh, uh, Glenn Howerton in this. Yeah, I guess so. He's kind just, of an asshole. Yeah, kind of. He uh, he was Narcissist. a yeah a Harvard uh, philosophy professor and um, who I guess his he's got some rival who wrote a book uh, that made it big, which I never heard of that from a philosophy book. But you know, this it is fiction. Uh, no, you hear of of. Of people writing pop culture philosophy books that hit it big, like uh, I don't know, Moby Dick. Mm, yes. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, anyway, so he's basically obsessed with getting back at this guy who stole his job, um, and he's teaching AP. Right. His his Sorry. book hit it big, but also he became the director of philosophy at, at Berkeley, which is what. Glenn Howerton wanted and something happened when he was there that he got disgraced and couldn't even keep working at Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so his, his whole deal is trying to get back at this dude. Like that's his reason for living. He doesn't care about teaching. He doesn't, he doesn't teach. And he came back to Toledo because his, he had to leave Harvard. That's, it's not really explained why he had to leave Harvard. Is it? Not, not that I know of. No. Yeah, so he had to leave Harvard, and he came back to Toledo because that's where his mom lived. His mom died, and he's living in his mom's house, which means he's living wearing some of his mom's clothes when he cooks, which is actually kind of funny. Yeah, I think it's gotten better after the first episode. Yeah, the first episode was very similar to Head of the Class. Yeah, although, although, as we talked about, his character is basically Dennis from uh, It's Always Sunny. Uh, in that, especially in that first episode, um, which doesn't necessarily work in this setting as well. Uh, yeah, they, I think they have to they have to round the edges of Dennis to make it work well. He can't be as filled with implications. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's I think it's it's getting better. Have you kept watching? Yeah, I kept watching. I don't think it's as good as it should be when you consider the 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 talented people that are involved. But it, maybe it just has to build up. Yeah. I think so. Because Patton Oswalt's very good, but he hasn't had a chance to shine that much. But he's had some some good moments in this. I've been surprised that the the like the lesser character, not lesser as in not as good, but the ones you haven't heard of, the minor roles have been filled with people who are really funny. Like the 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 other teachers, the, they kind of have the women, the, the, like those the three, three women, the three women. They their role is is there's not a lot to it, but they've done a lot with it, and they've been very funny. Yeah, I agree. Um, I believe that is Lyric Lewis, Mary Sohn, and Jean Villapique. Um, just Do you know them from other things? Nope, I'm looking at the cast on Wikipedia. I, I thought maybe they were in something else, because I've never seen them in anything. Because they do not have names. They are all listed as a teacher at Whitlock High School, <laughs> but they are part of the main cast. Um. And they've had, uh, even this early, sometimes on shows like this, on the, the first few episodes, they focus on the main character and the, the minor characters need time. 
like in later episodes to be built up a little bit, but they've found time to focus on them pretty early, which I, I like even in small ways. Like when the, the mild mannered married woman gets drunk, she gets ready to fight, which is really entertaining. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I guess like the fact that the kids are getting screwed out of an education is, is not that big a deal to, to us or it's not supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> it's fiction, John. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, I, I feel like the kids are, they'll come into their own at some point too. I mean, they're... And they, they've, they've had some good, good spots and they, they do. I, I like the oppositional, the, the oppositional, like, you know, the, between the teacher and the students is still there, but there's like some moments of, of growth already for the teacher, which is nice. Yeah. You would think, um, uh, somebody who was a philosophy professor would <laughs> maybe have a little more understanding of uh, these kind of things. But I, I, I have to tell you, I've, I have met philosophy PhDs and they are not totally in touch with their or others' feelings. So no, that, that characterization works perfectly for me. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I've met philosophy people, well, my son has a philosophy degree. Shit. Um, not him, but I've met, yeah, I've worked with people with philosophy degrees who were, but, uh, but not narcissistic to this level. Well, I don't think anybody in the real world is no. except for the president. Oh, the president of France. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Francois Mitterrand. Yep. Quite the narcissist. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it is. I mean, it's weird because on the Mick, which we've talked about, Caitlin Olson kind of plays her character from It's Always Sunny as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works better there just because of the situation that she's in. Well, n- not only that, but I think her character from Always Sunny has more vulnerability than Dennis does. It, yes, that's it, true. And that that makes it so it's it's easier to have that as the head of a like like the the front person for a sitcom. So they're they're gonna have to take some more fiddling with this to make it a little bit better, but it's still good. I just I am disappointed that he's not playing someone totally different because I think he could. You know what I mean? Like he, I think he's a good comic actor and he could do a role that's different than what he he's already done. And it stinks that they've put him into this role doing the same thing again. Yeah, but how are they? How are these people doing two series at a time? That's what I don't understand. Oh, he's off of It's Always Sunny. What? He's done with It's Always Sunny if this show works. I mean, they kill they they kind of had his not killed his character off, but they they gave, they him. made it they made a way where they could have the show continue with him or without him. And they're they're I think they're taking a longer hiatus than usual, and they're going to figure it out. Oh, oh, interesting. Well, but Caitlin Olsen's still doing both. Yeah, she she did both. I, I don't know. I guess there's enough time to do both if you have. Well, I think with her, she's just acting. With him, he was acting and writing and doing a lot more in the production of the show. Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, and is he involved? Oh, he is a producer on this one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, who knows what that means. But yeah, they just threw him a bone. Um, uh, uh, yeah, that's... Huh. That's interesting. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize the guy who created AP Bio is the guy from Seven Minutes in Heaven with Mike O'Brien. Yeah, I did... I did know that uh, Viv told me actually before it even started, which is, which is really funny. Those must still be online. I'm sure you can find those on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, they they are funny, and I was under the impression that he was a Letterman writer, but he was not. No, he was Saturday Night Live writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why that's how he got the Seven Minutes in Heaven people. I guess a lot of guests, uh, guest stars, and you know, cast and whatever. Anyway. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it is kind of head of the class for 2018, I guess, for the Trump age, but, uh, but better than head of the class for sure. But yeah, I, I'll keep watching and see where it goes. Like, yeah, there's been some funny moments. It's still good. I think the kids are better than you expect. The kids are actually look like they're high school age Yeah, and they are pretty funny. Yeah. You got the, you got your classic, uh, overachieving narc the right that, that yeah. chick um who seems to be the main protagonist of the kids um even though she hasn't like had 
they've had episodes with other kids and and Glenn Howerton doing like getting involved with shit with them but and not, not her. her. Yeah. But who that, I'm wrong is she's actually 24. Huh, there you go. Well, that's you know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that is pretty old to be. But that's that's the way of TV. The, the, there's a one girl. I don't know if she's been in other things or if just people. They make people look like this all the time. Where she has those really thick glasses. Oh yeah. You know? It's so. It's such a funny. Not funny, haha, but it's just so funny that, that that look is used so often. I've never seen someone in, in real life who looks like that. That's how you delineate nerddom. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, 24, playing high school. So, like, when you're... She looks young. Yeah, she does. You know, you're, you're like 24, you're playing high school, and then by the time you're 30, you're over the hill, and you can't get jobs in Hollywood anymore, so... The kid with red hair is only 18, so... Oh, I hope I hope that kid. Man, I wouldn't have even thought eighteen. Yeah, he doesn't look like an adult, or a, you know, I guess he's legal. But an he's adult. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, he look, but he looks more like a high school student, is what I meant. Um, yeah, yeah, and then that the yeah, I I do like the cast they put together. It's not over the top nerdy, but it is. Yeah, but in ways, I mean, I yeah, I I I would say this show is worth watching. Yeah, I think check it out. I think. I don't know. It still does need to find its footing, as we said, and it's gotten better since the first. The first episode was just kind of harsh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which you know, I'm. We're, I think we're both fine with like harsh humor, but a little too harsh and no heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's definitely gotten like he. <coughs> sorry. In one episode, he sticks up for Patton Oswalt, like he actually. <laughs> cares about him which is you know that's right that's the kind of thing you need in a show like this you need to have some humanity to it right yeah um because they can't do they can't go full-on it's always sunny on this show on a network show like this especially not with kids yeah i just they they i think they could have a network show that does go full-on i don't know if they'd let them but i don't think it would work in this context it just wouldn't as funny as it is there it just would be kind of gross yes exactly um, yeah, I say watch it as well, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep seeing where it goes. Um, spe- oh, well, I don't know. I won't speak of it because it could be a recommendation, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's not a Whoa. lot. To, well, I don't know what you're going to recommend is all I'm saying. Um, you're going to recommend AP bio in the episode we talk about AP bio. No, no, no. I was going to bring up something else. Oh, um, okay. But, uh, yeah, there's not a lot to say yet. It's just started i agree with and you that with we don't, we this don't many know. talented people i feel like it should be better than it is uh but it's that's not to say it's bad i i were i worried after the first episode to be honest but mm-hmm. it picked it up what are you gonna say i'm i'm wondering if it's gonna get a second season yeah i don't know i mean it was a mid-season replacement so but they they definitely were like um, they pushed it pretty hard. They pushed I think it they hard. About it. I think they talked about doing the Super Bowl, and they they broadcast it like a full month before it was actually on the air, like the first episode. Which I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but they did do that, and then they they like pushed it online a lot. So hopefully it it gets a second season because it is interesting. But hopefully it gets a second season, not at the risk of putting the Good Place off the air because this is not as good as the Good oh, Place. Oh no, this is nowhere near as good as a Good Place. I mean, but nothing is. Um, yeah, well, they pushed it during the Olympics, too, and they even had, like, after the closing ceremonies, they showed a special ep- preview episode. Oh, maybe that's that. what I was Yeah, thinking. yeah. Oh, that was just a week after the Super Bowl, so it might have been both, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Carrie Brownstein's going to direct an episode. Oh. Well, I'm glad she's making some money. I see Taron Killam is listed as a guest star. Was he already on? I don't remember him being on. I don't remember him either, um, but okay, I haven't it's, watched it's in the, the future. Most, yeah. I haven't watched the most recent one either. Uh yeah, it's, you know. Oh, there was an episode with Mark Prox, who I think I like to see him every chance he's on because he's a funny dude. He's the guy, he was in The Office, he played Dwight's assistant, and he was okay on The Office, but he's really really funny before he became famous, and he played the yo-yo guy on a bunch of uh, morning shows across the United States where he pretended to be really good at yo-yos. And he sucked. Yep, and it was funny. Uh, premise humor. 
always works. I don't remember Dwight having an assistant on The Office. It's it might have weird. been after you stopped watching. No, I think I watched it all the way through. I just don't remember this guy. This was this was uh, uh, like I think after Michael Scher left to do Parks and Rec, so he wasn't available to play Moe's, so they just needed someone in that role. So the the premise was he went to Home Depot where all the the workers were who didn't speak English and Mark, this white guy, Mark Prosh was there. Oh, I know who it is. Yeah. Okay. Dwight talked to him as if he asked him if he spoke English. That was gotcha. Funny. Um, all right. Well, that I think we can agree. Watch AP bio, not head of the class. Um, unless you're into porn, then you can go buy that one on Amazon. Uh, but enough of this fall all. Let's get to recommendations. Agencies. Sounds like you have one burn your tongue, so you can go first. Oh, do I? Well, I was actually, this is was not my recommendation. I just thought it might be one of yours, possibly, uh, and I'll bring it up if it's not. Uh, I recommend Hap and Leonard. It's first two seasons are streaming on Netflix. It's, a, I think, an IFC show. Michael K. Williams from The Wire and some other dude. Actually, the dude who played the, uh, the rich guy on uh, Altered Carbon. Oh. the other guy. And they just play southern dudes who get... It's a pretty delightful show for a show that has so much murder and darkness in it. But uh, Oh, I, I was under the impression it was a comedy. It's a, it's a drama? It's a drama, but it's got comedic elements for sure. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a drama. Yeah, Happen Leonard. That's my wreck. Not really uh, burning, think, but what, what do you got? I think I will recommend... I, Maybe I recommended this two weeks ago. I forget, but I've been enjoying it a lot. So if I have, you'll have to let me know so I have to figure something else out. But Crime Town, did I recommend it already? No, I don't think so. It's a podcast, I assume. It's an amazing podcast about a crime in a town. And for the first season, they did Providence. And it's just – it's it's unbelievable the amount of corruption and crime that was going on in Providence during the late 70s, early 80s, even in the late 80s. And it's really a well-done documentary, well, documentary podcast, but they have interviews with the, with the actual people involved. They have stories about the people involved. They have tape with people talking. It's just, it's really, really good. It's worth listening to. It's a long one. It's like 17 episodes, but every episode is a different, there's a, they kind of focus on Buddy Cianci, who's the, the mayor of, at the time of, of, um, of Providence. And he was kind of got into some corruption and they focus on that, but there's all kind of ancillary stories that go along with it that, that that runs throughout the series and it's very very good i'm really looking forward to what they do for the second season and i don't i don't even see how it's going to compare but first season of crime town is worth listening to so it's not like one of those bummer letdown shows like serial or finding richard simmons or whatever no it's not really they're not really looking for something they're just Uh, telling the story oh that's cool well, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say. Think, speaking of AP Bio and midseason replacements, um, I like uh, Good Girls, the two episodes I've seen so far, but it's not quite up to recommendation yet because there's only been two episodes. So, yeah, I've only watched the first episode so far, and it was a lot more stressful and depressing than I expected. Yeah, I thought but it would be I, I mean, funnier was, too, but yeah, it was still. And I'm not saying I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying, man, that was like real life, like make you cry. Yeah, it was, and it got dark there's and. A, like the whole premise, like that I thought the show was going to be like the whole, the first episode, that was yep. exactly what I thought the entire series was going to be. So yep. it, that got turned around quickly. Yeah. yeah which it, it makes it interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what the second episode's like, but I was, I mean, there's kind of a, like a violent scene at the end, which was stressful and I didn't expect from the show. But even before that, there's, there's scenes where a mother can't get uh, medical help for her daughter. And it's really sad and yeah. kind of real life, you know, so it was, it was different than I expected, but very good. And, and the, the main cast is great. And the bad guys are good, too. The, yeah. The, the guy from the supermarket in the first episode, at least. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a recommendation yet either, but it is in, it was interesting in a different way than I expected. Yeah. Well, that's uh, – what's his name, right? The supermarket dude is uh, – it's always Sunny Dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even, I didn't Did even cricket, put that together. Yeah. I didn't. I knew I knew him from some comedy, but I wasn't sure where until you just said that. Yeah. Yeah. It's we, well. I guess Christina Hendricks isn't really known for comedy, but definitely Retta and Mae Whitman are. Um, and I, I expected well, no. it to be more slapstickish kind of. I think maybe, it, but I think at this point, Mae Whitman's known more for drama. I mean, Parenthood was not a comedy at all. I guess that's true. She'll like always she'll, she'll always be egg to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> she was only on that show for like two episodes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Maybe that'll be an. All right. So let's let's try to think. We'll we'll do the wire next week, and I guess you want to do it versus. So we'll we got to figure it out. We can do versus Buffy or something. Way to force me to watch a show too. Yeah, but we, I'm saying we don't need to do it against the same thing every week. We can Not every mix week. it up. Yeah, we can. But we'll, we could do a, a, a but we, if we think of something in between, we don't have to do it with a wire every week. What's that? Yeah. Well, I, we can take a break, but we should at least do a season. And uh, yeah, but we can we can do different things in between too if we come up with stuff. I have watched most of the first season. I have heard of this show. No, I know, but we gotta we gotta get. It, it'll just be easier for us, I feel like. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it then. Um, okay, write to us at popculturecontainment at gmail.com. Pat will tell you the rest. Like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. And write a review. Or just rate, rate, rate us highly. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yeah, that's really... I mean, that's really the most important thing. Actually, I don't know if it is. I have no no way of gauging that. Listen, if we have five listeners, which, which is a lot, don't. I realize, I don't think we have that many, but if we have five listeners, and all five of those tell their friends to listen, and their friends listen, and they must have an average of at least uh, 2,500 friends, that is on, in, in a day we'll have three million listeners. So if you just do your job, listeners. Yeah, that math checks out. I mean. The five of you will make it so we are internet superstars. Yeah. Which has been the goal of this program as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't even like each other. Nope. Just trying to get get some of that sweet, sweet green, some of that uh, Lisa Mattress money. And John. Yeah. The feeling is mutual. Well, thank you. Uh, so until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>